And listen to me. This is the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever Show. Start listening to us or suffer the consequences. Special edition of the BFFs. We are live in Studio 34 for this fantastic live edition of the BFFs. This is our Oscars preview. Let's give it up. I am your host, Greg Sussman. Walk with me. We'll talk. We got a lot of great people here today. Uh, we have Frank Stample, everybody. Frank Stample is in the house today. Frank, welcome, uh, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Greg. Very excited to be here. Happy Friday to you. Happy Oscars edition of the Fantasy BFS. It's great to have you here. Frank, not nominated for any awards this year. It's a down year for Frank, but that's okay, bud. You'll get them next year. All right. Yep. Hopefully. We do have some fantastic nominees, though, here coming up. We got... Yeah, you have, the, you have the applause there. We got some nominees. We have your breakout pitcher of the year coming up. All right. Let's go. Breakout pitcher. We have... The breakout hitter of the year coming up. All right, breakout hitter. You got to find that next stud. Also, special guest here joining our awards broadcast, making a special appearance. He doesn't do this often, ladies and gentlemen, but Justin Freeman will be here as he comes and discusses some of what's going on in his world, of course, with the XFL. And, of course, we will have our In Memoriam segment saying goodbye to those that are no longer worth it to us anymore in fantasy baseball. It'll be a sad, sad moment, but it's important, and we need to talk about it. So, we will do all that. Our Oscars edition of the BFFs rolls on right after this from Sean Guastamaki. Sports Grid News Update. I'm Sean Guastamaki with your BFFs Sports Grid news update. All right, let's get to the NBA action. Tonight you have the Dallas Mavs at the Washington Wizards. Mavericks 130, minus 130 on the money line. Two-point favorites in that one. Waiting on word of Porzingis, but we know Luka Doncic will not play in that matchup. Memphis Grizzlies at the Philadelphia 76ers. Sixers 0-4 on their recent road trip. Look to snap out of it. They're at 22-2 at home. They're five and a half point favorites. Minus 2.30 on the money line. The Atlanta Hawks at the Boston Celtics. Kemba Walker will return after missing the previous three games. Nine and a half point favorites for the Seas. Minus 4.60 on the money line. Detroit Pistons at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oklahoma City Thunder minus 12 and a half point favorites. Minus 9.50 
on the money line. As you know, Andre Drummond was traded from the Pistons to the Cavs last night, so he is not available. That's why the Thunder are big favorites in that one. Raptors looking for their 13th straight victory there on the road at the Indiana Pacers. Raptors, one-point favorites, minus 114 on the money line. Houston Rockets, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at the Phoenix Suns tonight. They are minus 132 on the money line. And the Miami Heat, plus one-and-a-half tonight at the Sacramento Kings. No Jimmy Butler. He has been ruled out and wrapping things up on the slate in the NBA. The Portland Trailblazers at the struggling Utah Jazz. Jazz, nine-and-a-half-point favorites in that one and other uh, news. Let's go to the XFL uh, to tomorrow. They kick off their season, and it's the Dragons at the DC Defenders. The Defenders, seven and a half point favorites. That's followed by the Wildcats at the Roughnecks. The Roughnecks, six and a half point favorites in that game. And then on Sunday, the Tampa Bay Vipers at the New York Guardians. The Vipers, three point favorites. That's followed by St. Louis Battle Hawks at the Dallas Renegades. The Renegades, it's come down now. They were double-digit favorites. It's now nine and a half for them in that one. One MLB note, Steve Cohen will not buy the New York Mets. That has been ruled off by Commissioner Rob Manfred, so the New York Mets will look for a new buyer. And let's get back to the BFFs with Greg Sussman and Frank Stanford. Back to you guys. Difficulties with Greg Sussman here at the Fantasy Best Friend Forever Oscars. How about now? Hear me now. Hear you now, Greg Sussman. Over to you, buddy. Welcome to the 2020 BFF Oscars! Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I am Greg Sussman. Proud to be your host. Shall we get to our first award of the evening? Let's do it! All right! Our first award of the evening... We are looking at the breakout picture of 2020. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, proud to announce your nominees. Let's bring out Greg Sussman. All right. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. All right. Let's get right to it. We're going to read the cue cards. Okay. Your nominees for this prestigious award are of the Arizona Diamondbacks, Zach Gallin. Of the Atlanta Braves, Max Free. Over the San Diego Padres, Denelson Lamette. And finally, from the Oakland Athletics, it's Frankie Montas. Tough year last year for Frankie Montas. We had a real bounce back, and we'll see what happens in 2020. Those are your nominees. Who will be your winner? Well, let's take a look at what's to come. All right, Greg Sussman, thank you for... Throwing it over here. You want me to just run through uh, each one of these guys well, and the kind no, of uh, tell you what what happened last year? They're the nominee. They're the, they're nominees, the nominees, and I want you to tell me what's to come, what was, how they got to where they're sitting right now. All right. Well, when it comes to Frankie Montage, he said that he had a rough year last year. In fact, 
He had a phenomenal season. It, it, we were already in the course of a breakout season last year for Frankie Montes with a 2.63 ERA. Of course, his season got cut short because of a PED suspension. Will that limit him from being the breakout starting pitcher this upcoming year? have to wait and see. Zach Gallen, you mentioned, traded over to the Arizona Diamondbacks last year, Greg, and this was quite a surprise. Traded for prospect Chaz Chisholm last year, and when it comes to Zach Gallen, phenomenal year in the minors. Really took everybody uh, by surprise, and he was that prospect starting pitcher that everybody wanted to pick up midseason last year in fantasy baseball, and when he first got called up, he was great. He was great last year. We had some issues with the walks, but the strikeouts remained. The underlying statistics for Zach Gallen were great last year. Again, a member of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Some people worried about whether or not he's going to start the year in the rotation. I don't really think that Mike Leake is stiff competition for Zach Gallen. We'll find out later on if he is the breakout starting pitcher this upcoming season. Greg Denelson Lamette turns 28 this season, ret- uh, returned in 2019 after missing the entire 2018 season. We know that the strikeouts for Denelson Lamette are phenomenal. Basically a two-ish pitcher here, but... Reminds me a lot of a Luis Castillo, someone who can get ground balls, someone who we do have some uh, concerns over the walk rate this upcoming season, but the strikeout upside is tantalizing when it comes to Denelson Lamette, of course, in a rotation with other youngster, Chris Paddock. Everyone's excited about Chris Paddock. Will we be as excited about Denelson Lamette this upcoming season? You'll have to wait and see. And of course, it seems like this is the front runner for this award, Greg. Max Freed, a lot of people excited about Max Freed. Spoke to Matt Modica earlier on FST. He has Max Freed ranked inside his top 25 starting pitchers this upcoming season. It was a solid campaign for Freed last year. The ERA up over four, but the underlying statistics were much better for Max Freed. Really improved his command. Will he be able to build off that this upcoming season? We'll just have to wait and see. Greg Sussman, those are the four contestants for breakout starting pitcher in 2020. Those are your nominees for your breakout pitcher in 2020. Frank broke it down so well what Zach Gallen and Denelson Lamette, Max Fried, and Frankie Montas did in 2019 to make it this far, to make it here to the BFF Oscars. He's done it. He's gotten there. But who will win? Who is the guy that you want the most? Well, Frank, let me throw this back at you before we hit our first break. You know, listen, it's a long, it's an Oscars telecast. There's a lot of commercials. I get it. There's a lot of filler. It's true. But I got more questions. Frank, who is going the earliest of these four players? Of these four players, in the month of February, according to NFBC ADP, we have Max Fried at pick 146, Frankie Montas at 127, Lamette at 126, and Zach Gallen at 136. So these guys are all going within 20 spots. Denelson Lamette just barely edges out Frankie Montas as being drafted the earliest of the breakout starting pitchers right now, according to the NFBC ADP. I have the envelope. Who will be your breakout pitcher of 2020? We reveal the winner right after this. Thank you. 
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. prestigious prestigious event you know it's been uh, it's been a long time uh, since we were able to have an award show so prestigious and so valued in our community and I'm just excited uh, to be a small part of it but uh, before we get back to it Frank how are you doing very well Greg thank you for asking it's Friday TGIF the weekend is approaching very excited to be here very excited to discuss some of these breakout hitters and pitchers how are you doing how'd you sleep last night Greg you know I I slept well last night it was going into Friday. I slept well, a little too well, if you know what I mean. All right. All right. Should we get back into these breakout pictures, Frank? Whatever you want after oh. that. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Camera's over here, bud. No big deal. Let's continue on with your breakout starting pitchers. We heard you the nominees a few moments ago from Zach Allen all the way to Danelle Slamet. Frankie Montas and Max Fried are in there as well. I wanted to break this down a little further before we revealed and opened the envelope for your breakout pitcher of the year. So let me start with Danelle Lamet, Frank. And I, I, the reason I ask is because... You know, just a few months ago, you said to Nelson Lamette, he's going to be the breakout pitcher of the year. He's going to be the hype guy for 2020. Now, we're there, man. You're in these drafts. You're in these draft champions. You're NFPCs, what have you. And people want to know, is your prediction correct? Nelson Lamette is going the earliest of this group here, Greg. And I am currently in a draft, as you mentioned, and he went in the eighth round. The person that was drafted the earliest in this draft of that group was Frankie Montas, but they all went within one round of each other. So it seems like most people are buying into the breakout for Nelson Lamette this upcoming season, Greg. They're buying into the breakout, but Frank, you didn't answer my question. Are you buying into it? I am... Cautiously optimistic. That's the phrase that I'll use when it comes to Denelson Lamette. Last year, a 407 ERA, a 344 XFIP, uh, still had a very high whip. He walks a ton of batters, a, a 3.70 walks per nine last year. Uh, he's over four walks per nine for his career as well. I mentioned a two-ish pitcher, uses a slider 44% of the time, has a fast uh, four-seamer, has a sinker that he uses as well. His splits were weird. He had an ERA over five at home. He had a 2.92 ERA on the road. That slider is nasty, though. Like It is a dominant pitch. Uh, the fastball, I don't know if he knows where it's going half the time here, Greg. A 33.6% strikeout rate last year. That would have ranked fourth among starting pitchers if he qualified. So we're talking about in the range of the Max Scherzers and Jacob DeGroms last year. The strikeout stuff is absolutely fantastic, but there are legitimate concerns when it comes to the walks with Denelson Lamette. And of course, you have to worry about the injuries uh, as we've seen in his career here, Greg. The strikeouts certainly seem real. The walks seem real too. He hasn't been able to go deep in games. Do enough to be our breakout pitcher of the year? Find out in just a moment. Zach Allen was traded last year from Miami to Arizona. He was a hype guy. As the all-star break approached, we were like, hey, 
this guy could win you a league the second half of the year. And the Miami Marlins said, we don't need you. Fantasy owners did not. They got a nice value on Zach Gallon when he went to Arizona. He stayed in the rotation. Will he be in your fantasy rotation this year, Frank? Uh, I do like Zach Gallon coming into the season. There is some concern whether or not he's going to start the year and remain in the Diamondbacks rotation uh, for most of the season. I'm not really worried about Mike Leake, someone who might be battling it out for one of those final rotation spots with Merrill Kelly. Gallon was phenomenal last year, Greg. You remember he dominated AAA, a 177 ERA, a 0.7 whip, 11 Ks per nine, under two walks per nine. That all came in the PCL as well. Once he came up, 80 innings pitched in the majors last year, a 281 ERA. Uh, a 1-2-3 whip. He struggled with walks, something we didn't see in the minor leagues. Uh, the walks per nine up over four last season, but he started to get better. Once he got traded over to the Diamondbacks, it seems like he developed some more confidence uh, with the team. Eight starts with the Diamondbacks. His walks went from 4.46 per nine to 3.7 per nine. The swinging strike rate, over 13%. The chase rate, nearly 37%. First pitch strike percentage, 70%. We're looking at a legit four-pitch arsenal from Zach Gallen, and he pitched 170 innings uh, between the minors and the majors last year. I think that he can approach that number again this season uh, with the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, in the majors for the entirety of the season. Zach Gallen is somebody that I am targeting this upcoming season. Greg Sussman. Thank you so much for that analysis, Frank. We have a great narrator, narrator above us there. Um, Zach Gallen, so, so good in the minors last year. He was so good in the majors last year. He may be the breakout pitcher of the year. We're not there yet, folks. We are just not there quite yet because I need to hear more about Max Freed. Now, I remember last year, Frank, when Max Freed did not make the rotation out of the spring, it was Freddie Freeman that said, this guy's got the best stuff on our staff. Well, the rest of the majors, they figured that out soon enough. You believe that Max Freed has the best stuff on the Atlanta Braves staff and that Max Freed could be the breakout pitcher of the year. Uh, I do think if he doesn't have the best stuff for the Atlanta Braves, he's certainly up there. We saw last season uh, has two breaking pitches with the curveball and the slider. We knew about the curveball. He started to implement the slider more so as the season went on last year. Uh, has a mid-90s fastball as well. Finished up with a 4.02 ERA and a 3.32 XFIP. So it seemed like there was some unluckiness there for Max Freed last season. And then his last nine games started. Uh, the 391 ERA is not encouraging, but a 2.91 XFIP, a 3.4 skill interactive ERA, that's Sierra, uh, nearly 13% uh, swinging strike rate, a 29% strikeout rate as well. So the strikeouts are there. The one problem I have and concern I have with Max Freed is if you look at his command, this is somebody who averaged over four walks per nine every level of the minor leagues and then last year really, really tightened that up. Averaged just 2.5 batters per nine while he was in the majors. Is that something he can keep up for the entirety of this upcoming season or will we see some of those command issues kind of rear their ugly head again in 2020? That's one of the concerns that I have when it comes to Max Freed, but uh, a solid fastball, two breaking pitches that he can rely on, a really good curve, started to use the slider more last year as well. Yeah, I think that you can make a legitimate case that he does have some of the best stuff on the Atlanta Braves pitching staff and he is somebody that I will be targeting this upcoming season. Will the walks come back to haunt him at some point that remains to be seen one last player to get to before we officially reveal the envelope just a few minutes to go before that is frankie montas he was our guy last year frank he was we were a big fan of him here on this program the entire academy loved him and then he got suspended for a very long time 
Now, I asked you this yesterday off the air. I'm going to do it here live on our telecast. Frank, can Frankie Montas be good without steroids? I think that Frankie Montas can be good without steroids. He's always been someone who throws hard, throws in the mid to upper 90s. Uh, but, you know, last year it was the inclusion of a splitter, a new pitch that he never used before. Uh, he used a splitter about 18% of the time last year. And, you know, look, the... The PEDs are not going to affect your ability to throw a splitter. I mean, maybe they might help you throw the ball hard, but he is someone who's always been able to throw the ball hard. Uh, but I like what I've seen out of that splitter 18% of the time. 25% of the time uses a slider as well. Has two different variations of a fastball that he throws very hard. 20.3% K- minus walk rate last year would have ranked 14th among qualified starting pitchers last season. A 49% ground ball rate. I think there's a lot to like about Montas. He pitches in a really good ballpark as well out there in Oco. Uh, I'm not worried about the suspension from last year, the PEDs. I don't think the PEDs helped him develop and use that splitter correctly. Uh, I do like Frankie Montas uh, this upcoming season, and he is the one that's actually going ahead of all the other pitchers, according to NFBC ADP, uh, among this group of breakout starting pitchers. So who is the breakout starting pitcher of the year? Greg, can I have the envelope, please? Thank you so much, Greg. All right, here we go. Breakout pitcher of the year is Zach Gallen. Zach Gallen, your breakout pitcher of the year. Fantastic. Frank, what did he do to win the award? Look, what Zach Gallen is going to do this upcoming season, the reason why you want him on your staff is he does a lot of things very well. He establishes the strike zone early. He gets a ton of swinging strikes. He gets opposing batters to chase. He has a four-pitch mix. Love what I saw from him last year and the fact that he progressed as the season went on as well. I think the Diamondbacks have a lot of faith in him, enough faith that they wanted to give it up one of their top hitting prospects last year. Uh, he comes over from the Miami Marlins. I think there's a lot to like about him. I think the command starts to improve this upcoming season as well. Uh, he gets around 45% ground balls. So he does a little bit of everything that you want. And I, I trust the Arizona Diamondbacks organization. They've done great job, a great job with starting pitchers the past couple of years. Uh, and it's not a knock on all these other guys because they are all targets of mine, maybe outside of the Nelson Lamette. But Gallon is the one that I really think can take that step forward this year. Uh, he's the one that we're talking about uh, when for 2021 drafts, Greg, who is going to be drafted inside that top four or five uh, round range when it comes to starting pitchers. I think he's your breakout in 2020. He's the breakout. Max Fried's been the guy. You've been talking him up, Frank, and I was surprised to see uh, Gallon has the winner here. Yeah, I'm not making it up. It says Zach Gallon, as you can see right there. It does say Zach Gallon. I was surprised it wasn't Max Fried. Sounds like you want Max Fried to be your breakout starting pitcher of the year, Greg. Do you get a vote here as, as part of the Oscars? Listen, as a, as a host, I am a bipartisan member of this academy. I am objective, and I will not place a vote. So for me, I say nothing. But Max Fried. I do like Max Fried as well, but I do worry about uh, those walks. Are they going to come back a little bit this year as well? The command was phenomenal last year. He made huge strides, but is that something that he can maintain heading into 2020? And again, we're just splitting hairs here. I do like all of these pitchers. I like Frankie Montas as well. He's a target of mine. Max Fried is a target of mine as well. But when you're trying to differentiate these pitchers, you do have to split hairs and you have to figure out which one you do like the most of this group uh, when it comes to ranking the starting pitchers as well. So that's why I put Zach Gowan... Uh, uh, atop this list, uh, again, I do like all these guys. Uh, 
maybe outside of Denelson Lamette, the strikeout stuff is absolutely phenomenal for Lamette, but I really, really do worry about those walks in 2020, Greg. Well, our Oscars party will continue here on the BFFs because up next, we're going to talk about the acts. Wow. Justin Freeman's going to join us to do just that. We'll give you a breakout hitter, and of course, our In Memoriam segment is coming up as well. We have a lot more to do. Stick around. The Oscars party here on the BFFs, it continues to roll on right after this. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Right, it is. The XFL is here. It is upon us this weekend. And to join us on our BFF Oscars, sitting in the crowd, in his tux, ready to go for the XFL, it's Justin Freeman of Numberball. What's up, Justin? Oh, man, this is uh, this is the, the time to be alive right now. I've got my Ultimate Warrior face paint on and, uh, you know, trying to, trying to you know, get a few last-minute curls in at the gym and you know, put that, that nice body spray on so I can get nice and tan for the ladies and, you know, just rock this look uh, all the way around and just fully embrace all that is uh, the WWE and the XFL. It's going to be awesome. It is a special, special weekend because you have the debauchery that is the XFL mixed with WWE and the classy uh, Oscars that we are, Frank. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that anyone classy. has ever referred to us as classy, but I uh, believe we are classy. We'll try our best. We are gentlemen, classy, classy gentlemen. That's exactly right. That's right. Now, Justin, the one name that I think people are most excited about here this weekend when it comes to the XFL is Cardell Jones, the former Ohio State star, former NFL quarterback. He's the highest-priced quarterback in DFS. He's a player that we're all excited to see, a player that we think could have an NFL future. What do you expect to see of Cardell Jones this weekend? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I've tried to, uh, you know, I've tried to make it a point to talk to as many local people as I can who've been covering the team. There's actually a little bit of discouragement around Cardell Jones. I'm not super, super excited about him. I've heard that they've already begun trying to start uh, installing a few read option packages for Tyree Jackson, who's the backup quarterback there. There's only two quarterbacks on the roster. So it should be really interesting. Obviously, he's got the most you know, name brand recognition, star power, all that stuff that you're looking for uh, in a star league. But I do have my question marks. Obviously, he's got a, a national championship under uh, under his belt and a pretty decent little resume there. But let's not forget that the same dude who also lost his job to, to J.T. Barrett there at Ohio State, you know, didn't, didn't last there in the league as a backup for the Chargers for a little while. So overall, I think there's actually some, some other quarterbacks I'm slightly more excited about. There are other quarterbacks to be excited about. I want to hear about all of them. We're going to call you back in just a second. It seems like we have a tough connection there. But, Frank, I know you were excited about Cardell Jones. You talk, you off the ledge here a little bit now? Yeah, he's the highest-priced quarterback this week. And uh, Cardell Jones on DraftKings, $10,200. So, uh, look, it seems like they're already starting to make some uh, – 
plays up here for uh, for Tyree Jackson. You heard him mention Tyree Jackson. You heard him mention JT Barrett as well. JT Barrett as well. Uh, Matt McGloin. We got a few uh, NFL, former NFL quarterbacks playing this weekend. Connor Cook as well. Connor Cook's not playing, man. That guy's on the bench. He's a Connor backup. Cook. He's a backup quarterback. He's a backup, so he couldn't even win a starting quarterback job That's in correct. the XFL. That's correct. He's also it doesn't seem great. He also reminds me of the movie Draft Day because his teammates at Michigan State hated him, just like the uh, the kids in uh, the movie Draft Day, Frank. Uh, Aaron Murray. How about Aaron Murray, Greg? Now Aaron a, Murray. He's a superstar. Now I can uh, get your attention here with the Tampa Bay Vipers, huh? I feel like you knew I was always... Did you know I was always an Aaron Murray guy? I did not know that. <laughs> so I have loved Aaron Murray since Georgia, and I thought he should be an NFL superstar. It hasn't happened. Justin, is this Aaron Murray's chance to be a superstar football player? You better believe it, man. Aaron Murray, SEC all-time leader in touchdown passes and uh, passing yards. Uh, you know, that's not Joe Burrow. That's not Tim Tebow. That should be Aaron Murray. All he needs is a shot, man. I think this could be it. I'm, I'm all on board with the Vipers, obviously. I'm really excited about this team. I think they could have a pretty potent offense. Hey, Justin. Uh, so we already spoke about Cardell Jones and Aaron Murray. Are you looking to actually pay for either of those? Or are you looking to go in a different direction when it comes to the quarterback position this weekend uh, w- during this four-game XFL slate? Yeah, I think Aaron Murray's definitely worth paying for. You can consider a little bit of Aaron Jones. It sort of depends on how many lineups you want to play. I think, you know, obviously when we're dealing with a, a young upstart league, it's, it's kind of like playing preseason DFS. It's really just sort of a, a news chaser's game. You're kind of looking for updated depth charts and just sort of grinding away. There's there's not a whole lot of Adam Schefter's out there reporting all you know all the injury news and everything else that you'd want to know. And we don't have much to rely on. We don't know what to expect for any of these guys. I think one thing about this DFS slate is that salary's really not an issue. You, know, like you don't have to be super price conscious. You can get the guys you want. You can almost certainly fit everybody in unless you're just going like the number one guy off the board at every single position. So, yeah, Aaron Murray's definitely a guy I want. Um, the Houston Roughnecks have a dude named P.J. Walker who uh, I'm excited about. The Roughnecks are coached by Gene Jones. Uh, Jones has sort of a prolific offensive history. Justin, we, we, we're having some technical difficulties with you, buddy. We can't we can't really hear you very well. Hopefully, we'll be back on soon to talk more about the XFL. Frank, we got games Saturday. We got games on Sunday. Are you in? I'm definitely going to have a few DFS lineups this weekend. As we mentioned, uh, four-game slate this upcoming weekend. Uh, the Seattle Dragons going up against the D.C. Defenders. Los Angeles Wildcats against the Houston Roughnecks. What a name there. Houston Roughnecks. Love that. Tampa Bay Vipers. That's June Jones, the Houston Roughnecks. June Jones. He's a crazy guy. June Jones is nuts. He was the NFL coach many years ago. He's the Hawaii coach. He's been all around college football. This guy is innovative. He's going to take all of these BS rules around the XFL about throwing multiple forward passes. The creativity out of June Jones, I like Houston. I'm telling you right now, I like Houston this week. You like laying the points. Minus six and a half. Yes. You're laying all the points. Give me Houston. Minus six and a half. Give me the over two on June Jones. Absolutely. We have the St. Louis Battlehawks going up against the Dallas Renegades as well, Greg. Renegades, big favorites. The Tampa Bay Vipers and New York Guardians. These are two teams that are uh, in the top three to win the entire thing this year. Oh, that win the entire championship. Yes. You know what? I like And it's, it's also the closest spread, so... Perhaps the most competitive game this weekend? I like the Vipers, Frank. You know why? Oh, come on. You can't. I like the Greg, Vipers. We live in New York. You're going to turn your I, back on the Guardians I'm, trying, I'm trying to win money, Frank. That is what I'm here for. All to right, so win you're on the Vipers. Money. Yes. I'm on the Vipers. Do you know why? Why is that, Greg? It's Aaron Murray. <laughs> that's, exactly. well, that's, that's one reason. Yes. <laughs> I, I like Aaron Murray a lot. Uh, who's the quarterback of the New York Guardians, Frank? 
Uh, that would be Matt McGloin. Aaron Murray, greater sign, Matt McGloin. Is that true? Do we know that for certain? Who's the head coach of the Vipers, Frank? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Vipers, head coach. I know the, the coach of the Guardians. It's Kevin Gilbride. Well, that was the Former was giant great. <laughs> Whoever the coach of the Tampa Bay Vipers are, greater sign, Kevin Gilbride. No chance. Yes. Come on, man. Are you going to turn your back on the former giant great? Like this. <laughs> Don't do that. I think Aaron Murray and Cardell Jones are the ones that uh, people are looking at most this weekend in terms of uh, spending up at the quarterback position in DFS, Greg. Cardell uh, Jones is stupid, man. Oh, I, I, I can't believe I got this. What, Mark got? Tressman, greater sign Kevin Gilbride. That's the easiest greater really, what sign What did Mark ever. Tressman ever do? Come on. Uh, one CFL titles? Come on. Hello? Come on, Greg. What did Kevin Gilbride ever do? Uh, come on, he was—he you know he ran a great offense. You in know New York. what Kevin Gilbride did? He got punched in the face by Buddy Ryan, and Mark Tressman is going to punch his team in the face this weekend. All right, Greg. Look, when it comes to the running back position, you got to go with your guy Andre Williams, right? No, <laughs> you're not using Andre Williams. No, I'm not, not using Andre Williams. I'm using Jarrell Presley instead. Jarrell Presley, yes, former NFL star. Cameron Artist Payne too. I am actually legitimately looking at Cameron Artist Payne. I think Christine Michael is someone that stands out a lot. See, here's well. the problem, Frank. You're just playing players that you know their names. No, I'm actually looking at DFS rankings for this weekend, and Cameron Artist Payne and Christine Michael are ranked inside the top three. I don't like it. I don't well, like it. Well, where are your XFL uh, DFS rankings, Greg? Uh, Frank, I will reveal those in a matter of moments, if you must Oh, know. yeah. If you want to send uh, Greg a dollar on Venmo, he'll, he'll send right. you his you, XFL DFS if rankings. If you want to Venmo me, you'll get my DFS rankings for the XFL. All right. Well, I'm just telling you right now that I am looking at projections for XFL DFS this weekend, and Cameron Artis Payne, Jarrell Presley. Jarrell Presley is number two uh, in see, XFL running back ranking, so you're oh, not wrong there. I Frank. know I'm not wrong. Christine Michael, we actually have seen have a role in the NFL and actually be pretty good. You so know the guy is, Frank? I think moving over to the XFL, he could have some success in this spot. Give me Frank. Tim Cook. That's who I want. Uh, Tim Cook. Yes. I thought you didn't like the New York Guardians. Well, I like Tim Cook. I just don't like Kevin Gilbride. I like Tim, Tim Cook. Tim Cook, uh, according to the list that I'm looking at here, Greg, has him ranked as the seventh best running back this week. So, oh, Frank. I don't know about Tim Cook. Greg. Are you going to listen to those rankings or are you going to listen to your BFFs? <laughs> well, when you put it that way, uh, I'm definitely not going to use Tim Cook this week. I'm definitely uh, going to look idiotic. at the rankings. That is and, idiotic of you. Greg, a few of the AAF standouts last year are among the hyped-up wide receivers in the XFL uh, as well. Yeah. Remember, we did an AFF fantasy draft together. Greg. We did. We did. I had first pick. A long time ago. Who did you take with the first pick? Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson. How did that work out for you? Poorly, Frank. Very poorly. Uh, Mikhail McKay and Rashad Ross were two wide receivers like in Ross. the AAF I like Rashad that actually Ross. were dominating last year. Not to be confused with Rashawn Ross, the trumpet player of the Dave Matthews band. But you are intrigued by Rashad Ross, yes. at least. I could talk you into him. The speed, I'm talking you into him. The no, speed he, of Rashad I, I Ross. Brought, I mentioned in him and Mikael McKay. They're the top two ranked wide receivers. He didn't throw the wide receiver to me. I would have told you that Rashad Ross is the guy. He's also the highest priced wide receiver on DraftKings at $10,400. Oh, uh, FanDuel is cheaper. FanDuel is cheaper. Yes. That is a factual statement. How about Sammy Coates, Greg? Any interest in Sammy Coates? No, Sammy Coates can't catch. I'm out. <laughs> You're out. How about another former Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, Eli Rogers? Uh, Eli Rogers the DC Defenders. I like uh, the tight end, Nick Truesdell. That's my guy, tight end, Nick Truesdell. Former NFL tight end, right? Sure. <laughs> you say it so confidently here, Greg. Thank you. Uh, Jazz Ferguson, any interest there? No. <laughs> he, all right, are there any other wide receivers you like outside of Rashad Ross? Uh, not, not really, no. <laughs> 
legitimately. No. The answer is no. Mikhail McKay is like six foot eight, though. I do remember that of him. He is a huge body. He's going to be targeted in the red zone. I don't know who that is. He's going to score a touchdown this week. I'm telling you that right now. I don't know Mikhail who that McKay. Is. I just told you he's the highest price wide receiver. Yeah, no, I got, he's 68. He's really expensive. That's all I know about him. Uh, Nick Truesdale, EJ Bitt. I just said Nick Truesdale. I'm just reading out the top tight end rankings projected this week in XFL Week 1. EJ Bibbs, a name to look at. Donald Parham. Let's get back. Brandon Barnes. We got the breakout hitter of the year coming. I have the envelope right right here. There, in my hand. We're going to open it up and let you know who you're going to break out. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. also have to have time to talk about who we've lost over the last year. Frank, can we get to the nominees for your breakout hitters? Let's do it, Greggy. The breakout hitter nominees for 2020. This is 2020. Oh, the shit. For the Oakland Athletics, Ramon Luriano. For the Chicago White Sox, Luis Robert, also known as Luis Robert. Only known as Luis Robert. I believe it's also known as Frank. And finally, your final nominee is Victor Robles. Oh, Washington. Frank, those are your 2020 nominees. Let's start things off with Bo Bichette. The beautiful, luscious locks of Bo Bichette. The guy has baseball running through his veins, uh, much like a lot of the Toronto Blue Jays hitters do. A lot of these guys are second-generation talents here. Uh, and Bo Bichette came up last year and flashed some of that upside. Only played in 46 games, but made his presence felt right away from the get-go. 311 batting average, 11 home runs, 21 RBI, and four stolen bases. He has a power-speed combination. He's going to be hitting atop a really good Toronto Blue Jays lineup, one that features Lourdes Gurriel, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Travis Shaw later on in that lineup as well. Uh, So there are a lot of reasons to like Bo Bichette this upcoming season. Uh, We'll see if the the plate discipline worries us enough or not when it comes to him breaking out in 2020. The other name that you mentioned, Ramon Laureano. We saw a little bit of it last year, dealt with some injuries, but ultimately, another one who has a power-speed combination going in that fifth, sixth-round range this upcoming season ended up hitting 288, 24 home runs, 13 stolen bases. Greg, someone I know that you love because uh, I was advocating that we take him later on in our auction last year, and you uh, continuously laughed at me for wanting Ramon Laureano. I think the joke is on you now, Greg, because Ramon Laureano, a legitimate breakout candidate this upcoming season, projected to bat second 
in the Oakland A's lineup between Marcus Semien and Matt Olson. That is a great spot to hit. He's going to see a ton of pitches to hit this upcoming season as well, and I think he's going to have the green light to run batting early in that Oakland A's lineup. Let's move over to Victor Robles. Victor Robles didn't really live up to what we wanted him to do last year, Greg. Uh, does have legitimate speed, stole 28 bases. The batting average was not great, 255. Uh, the problem with Victor Robles is that you're not really getting him at a discount, right? So you still have to draft him fourth, fifth round this upcoming year. Ended up hitting 17 home runs, 86 runs scored, while majority of his playing time came towards the back end of the Washington Nationals lineup. Still was able to score 86 runs last year. I think there's upside in the batting average. Someone who bat, uh, who hit 300 in his minor league career, I think uh, the batting average can come up a little bit, and I think there's upside for even more than the 28 stolen bases we saw from Victor Robles last season. And then Luis Robert. Everyone is excited about Luis Robert this year. Also known as Robert. Uh, not known as Robert, known as Luis Robert. Uh, a lot of people are kind of crowning him as the next Ronald Acuna for that power-speed combination. Greg, what he did in the minors last year, 328 batting average, going 30-30, 32 home runs, 36 stolen bases. He's already signed his extension with the Chicago White Sox. He will be in their lineup on opening day. You don't have to worry about when he's going to get called up from the minor leagues. He already signed his extension. He should be up to start the season. He had a 1,000 OPS across three different minor league levels last season, uh, and he is joining a very, very potent Chicago White Sox lineup here in 2020, Greg Sussman. Those are your breakout candidates for 2020. And now I want to go a little bit deeper. Frank, we have a, a few minutes left here in the program. I'd like to go a, a slight bit deeper. And I want to start with where you ended, with Victor Robles. See, my issue is we drafted him last year, Frank, and we liked him quite a bit. But batting ninth is a struggle for Victor Robles, and I don't see him moving up in the order. Not much has changed. I understand Anthony Rendon is no longer there. Batting ninth, you lose a lot of at-bats. The rest of these players got significantly higher than that. I understand where you're coming from, but again, he still scored 86 runs last year while batting ninth or 8th or ninth for the majority of last season. I think that they should find a way to move him up in the order. Adam Eaton is a fine player. He does what he's asked to do, but I think Robles has more upside. I think that there's a chance that if they move him up in that order, uh, we can legitimately see him score over 100 runs, uh, obviously, in that lineup. They still have Trey Turner, so they've got a little bit that they have to figure out here. I understand your concerns when it comes to where he's batting in the order, Greg, but we have to remember the prospect pedigree, that comes with Victor Robles. They all have prospect pedigree. I'm not sure Ramon Laureano has that much prospect pedigree, if we're being honest. Uh, but I think Victor Robles, especially with the speed, everyone's trying to find speed. This is somebody who can steal you 35 to 40 bases in 2020. I see Bo Bichette is one of our nominees. One of our snubs, potentially, is his teammate, Kavan Biggio. No one's speaking about him, Frank. Why is this? Uh, because Kavon Biggio, as great as he was last year, has a little bit of a power-speed combination himself, struggles big time with strikeouts. So that batting average, not going to be anywhere near some of these players here. I think Bo Bichette's probably someone you could project for a 270 to 280 batting average this upcoming season. Kavon Biggio someone who's going to bat in the 220 to 240 range. He hits way too many fly balls. He strikes out a lot as well. Has great plate discipline. He's going to walk. He's going to get on base. He's going to score a lot of runs, uh, and he'll probably give you close to 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases, but the batting average is a real drag when it comes to Kavon Biggio this upcoming season, Greg. Now, Ramon Lariano, that power-speed combination is, is true. It, it, it's real. And we, I, I may or may not have uh, suggested we, we don't draft Ramon Lariano. That, that may have happened, uh, potentially. But 
you know, we, I, I still think the average, I, I still think Oakland, I, I, I don't know, I don't know. I'm excited about Luis Robert, also known as Luis Robert. I, I'm excited for what he can do inside a young and improving White Sox lineup. Look, it is a great lineup, but if you're worried about Victor Robles, you have to worry about Luis Robert as well. He's probably going to bat towards the bottom of this lineup. This lineup is stacked. They have Jose Abreu. They added Edwin Encarnacion. They still have Eloy Jimenez as well. So I think Luis Robert probably... Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson is still in this lineup. Anderson. Mr. Anderson will be batting uh, towards the top of that lineup. You also have Yohan Moncada. This is an amazing Chicago White Sox lineup, but it's because of that that Luis Robert is probably going to bat somewhere near the bottom of this White Sox lineup. And if we're worried about the strikeouts with someone like Kevon Biggio, you have to be worried about the strikeouts uh, with Luis Robert. Struck out twenty, nearly 25% of the time. Still has a few holes in that swing. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if he approaches a 30% strikeout rate, maybe even exceeds that this upcoming season, which could be a drag on the batting average uh, in his rookie campaign here, Greg. Let's get to the envelope. Ladies and gentlemen, you're with for Breakout Hitter of the Year. Greg Sussman oh. having a little bit of trouble here on the Fantasy Baseball Oscars. It says Hitter. And the winner is Moonlight. Excuse me. It's Victor Robles, Frank. Woo! Victor Robles. For Hitter of the Year. It sounds like you don't agree, Greg. I don't agree with Victor Robles. I don't. I don't agree with Victor Would you rank him last out of this group? Uh, I don't know if I rank him last. I don't agree with Robles. I think it's. I think if I had to choose one, it'd probably be Bo Bichette, if I'm being honest with you. I like Bo Bichette this year. I like Bo Bichette as well, but the four stolen bases, four caught stealing, they might rein him back a little bit when it comes to him running on the base paths. And, you know, we saw the strikeouts come up last year when he uh, joined the major league ranks. Uh, so I do worry about the, the plate discipline a little bit. He doesn't walk all that much. A 6.5% walk rate last year. He could continue to get better. Again, what he did last year as a 20-year-old was phenomenal. So we could definitely see Bo Bichette continue to take that those steps forward. Uh, but Victor Robles, to me, is someone that can still hit 20 home runs, steal you 35 to 40 bases. Everyone projected him to, to develop into that Starling Marte-type player last year, and I still think that there's a chance that we can get there in 2020 as well. So you want speed. To me, the breakout hitter of 2020 is going to be Victor Robles going in that fourth, fifth round range. He's still a young man, unlike some of who we have to get to next, Frank, as... You know, it was a tough year in 2019 for some of the older generation of stars. And right now, unfortunately, it's time we say goodbye to some of the members of the 2019 fantasy baseball class that we've lost. And that, of course, includes... You're not supposed to say anything, right? We have a video oh. that's about to play. <laughs> yes, it's, of course, Kevin LaGuardia. Got him waiting right. Fifteen teamer, everyone was on my team. Chris Archer, your guy last year. Not anymore. Ugh, unfortunate. You went a Cespedes. Ugh. So you sad. like the hype videos, Greg? So sad. Oh no. There's Jeff Lou now. Stephen He is not a cheater. That's Stephen A. Cohen. That's Carlos Belchon. Cheater. Hmm. Alex Cora, also a cheater. Oh, so sad. Uh, AJ Hinch. The Riddler. We say goodbye. Hmm. Jose Altuve. Houston Astros Clubhouse. Hmm. 
Do you see the trash can in the background there? Don't. You see the monitor. So sad. And there, there is your in memoriam for 2020, Frank. Anything else on on these players? We say goodbye. Uh, One Evan, final time. Evan Longoria really does not provide much anymore hitting in that ballpark out there in San Francisco. Maybe he'll give you 20 home runs. Uh, obviously uh, not the player that he once was. Adam Wainwright, I don't think he deserves to be on this list if we're being honest because there was a stretch last year where Adam Wainwright was actually quite viable from a fantasy baseball perspective. Jason Hayward might be platooning this upcoming season. You don't know what to expect from Jason Hayward. He got off to a nice start last year. The first couple of months he looked pretty good uh, but then really tailed off in the second half. You went to Cespedes, man. Your guess is as good as mine. I think J.D. Davis is awesome. Uh, are they really going to play Joanna Cespedes some days over J.D. Davis? Come on, man. J.D. Davis is a stat cast hero. Give him the playing time. And if they do that, I don't really see how you win assess, but it gets in the lineup here, Greg. The player you'd want to add the least out of all these guys, it's the fat man. You want assess for this. We spoke about him yesterday. He literally looks like CC Zabathia now. We spoke about him yesterday with Greg Sussman, uh, with Greg Sussman, with Michael That's Florio, the, uh, the Mets fan, and he was not a fan of UN Cespedes either. Let's get J.D. Davis in that lineup. No more UN Cespedes. He's the one you want to avoid most this upcoming season. Enjoy the XFL. Enjoy the Oscars. Frank and I will be back on Monday. Coming up next, it's Pharrell Coast to Coast. Thanks to everybody back downstairs. We'll do it all again on Monday. We hope. We hope.